Welcome to That Cartoon Podcast, where we discuss only the best, highest quality, prime cut animated films. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle Frazier. And I'm Tejinder Singh. Hello, hello, and welcome to That Cartoon Podcast. This week, hello, how you doing, buddy? I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> you made it and i made it we're alive and that's all we can really hope for right now yeah um so this week we watched another don bluth film and my mm-hmm. thing all my fingers are crossed that teach enjoyed this one a little bit more than the last mm-hmm. one the secret of nim another one from my childhood don bluth occupied a lot of my childhood yeah i i had I don't think I've ever actually seen this movie. It's always been one of those movies that's like, I feel like I should have watched, but I never watched it before. Um, and it was good. It was pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, complete disclosure, going into it, complete children's film. No way around it. it it's an absolute children's film, rated G and everything. I mean, it has, it has darker elements to it, but it's yeah. not it's not a complicated story it's very no, no. very clear cut the the main overarching story is a mom trying to save her sick child makes it real easy to digest a sick child that i forget i forgot about every time until someone was like well what about timothy yeah like, oh yeah there's a there's a sick boy <laughs> yeah the, the whole uh driving force of what's happening yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I deeply love this movie. I did find myself with a little bit of questions about like how some things work, but then I just started to not care. I guess mm-hmm. let's, let's just get in into like how it starts. It starts with a, uh, old decrepit hand writing, uh, magic words in a book. Yeah. Um, describing Jonathan Brisby died today. Uh, and then, and that's all we know. And then, roll, 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 beginning credits. Yeah, there's a lot of um, like some movies have show don't tell, some movies have tell don't show. This movie's just like, don't worry about it. Yeah, there's the driving force about this movie is just hey, uh, just don't worry about it. It's not important. The uh, <laughs> there is a whole magic amulet, and you just don't worry about. It. It, it just works. Yeah. It magic works. is an afterthought in this movie. And you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, magic. Yes. But yeah. So, you know, so the whole the story is about a mother, her child gets sick. And she's like, oh, no, my child is sick. I can't move him because he has pneumonia. But uh, the frost has lifted. They, they live in a farm field. The frost has lifted and the plow. She's is a mouse. Coming. Yeah. Like, I guess we should have yeah covered that. Yeah, right. she, she's she's a field, <laughs> she's a talking field mouse. Uh, <laughs> she's a talking field mouse who wears yeah. a red cape. I feel like you just glossed over that, and I was like, "Well, wait a minute." Let, let's jump back a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, Mrs. Brisby. Uh, she wears a red cape. She's a field mouse, and she can't move her child, but the plow is coming soon. So she's in she's in a very difficult position. Uh, she befriends a very dumb crow, and that crow takes her on a journey to visit a great owl, who tells her, mm-hmm. "You must go see the rats of Nim." And then, uh, and then the story goes from there. Yeah. So she goes to. Um... Is it is it actually like the the place they live is not actually called NIM, right? They NIM is the acronym for the National Institute of Mental Health, which is revealed later. Um, I didn't catch if they had it like if their place had a name, but if it did, if it does, it, I don't think it matters. Um, no, it, it, but the, I don't think it does have one, and yes, it does not matter. Yeah, the rats um, they're very different because not it, it it they're like shrouded mystery because people don't know about them. At least the other like mice and the other woodland animals like they're seen kind of as this other and she's like terrified eventually she gets in there after she name drops her husband 
who we don't know this yet, but like all the rats know and they all love and they're like, oh, Jonathan Brisby, okay. D, Jonathan Brisby. They get in there and, you know, there's a lot of background stuff happening because everyone has their own kind of motivations of what they want to happen. There's like this weird political subplot within the, within the rat kingdom. But Mrs. Brisby, she just cares about getting her house moved. So she's just in there like, hey, the owl said you guys would move my house. And they're like, oh, well, you know what, Jonathan Brisby. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll move the house with Jonathan Brisby. Um, and she's, she's sent to their leader, uh, Nicodemus, who ends up being that grizzled old, uh, that grizzled old like rat person from the very beginning. And he's some sort of rat sorcerer. I don't, I don't, it's not explained. Um, but he tells her the backstory of how either all of the animals that are in the story or just the ones that are just the rats and the mice, I guess, might have been lab experiments. And due to their experiments, they like gained sentience and intelligence. That wasn't really explained to me that well, but I don't, I didn't really care. Yeah, I think it's supposed um, to just be, uh, it was, 20 rats and 11 mice and only two mice live through the experiments yeah and we'll, we'll get to like the small problems in the in the narrative like later but not important right now um so he tells her the backstory about you know how uh her husband was you know part of the mice and uh that that ex uh, escaped from this place and he was kind of seen as like a hero that helped save them yeah, well, what happened was uh, they they became super intelligent, and mm -hmm. uh, once they escaped, they reached the roof, and they couldn't get through. They needed someone that was very tiny, and Jonathan Brisby was there to save the day. And so they would not have been able to escape Nim and build their utopia if, yeah. if it weren't for Jonathan Brisby. So that's just kind of the backstory that honestly doesn't it doesn't seem to matter really that much. I mean, it just flushes kind of out why these rats talk, which is, I think is an unnecessary. No one was questioning it. Um, no. I had already accepted that they were talking rats, um, but they agree. And he gives her this magic amulet. And he's like, when you show true courage or something like that, the amulet will show its power. And that's about it. Um, they have to go on this like secret, this secret mission to infiltrate the farmhouse which wasn't it, it, a lot of the the problem is a lot of the sub the, a lot of the subplots are just kind of like thrown in there and they're not important enough and people don't talk about them enough for them to stick with you but she eventually finds out that the farmer has made a deal with nim the mental institute um to bulldoze basically the parts of his land where these escaped rats have now built their home. The farmer's just trying to get rid of a bunch of rats that are infesting his place. And it seems like the Institute's trying to cover up all their messed up experiments. But nobody knows this. Mrs. Brisby's the only one, only one of the animals that knows this. So she has to, you know, daringly escape the farmhouse in a pretty, in a pretty weird way. Yeah. Takes it back. <laughs> makes it back and then you know it's like telling them like hey no they're about to murder all of us like we gotta go and then um this other rat whose name i i just can't seem to jenner remember. jenner is that what okay the evil I could one not, when i was watching it yeah when i was watching it i couldn't pick it up i was like what is this guy's name so jenner he's just power hungry and he's just like no she's lying no one's gonna come let's go back to our rat kingdom but now that Nicodemus is dead, oh yeah, spoiler alert, Jenner kills Nicodemus while they're trying to move the Brisby home. Um, like just so, just so, cause it's convenient for him because he wants to be in charge, but he's like, she's lying, let's go back. Then they have this little rat for this, this little rat sword fight. I don't know where the rats got swords, not important. Um, <laughs> she, and I'm, I'm glossing over a lot of stuff just because it's a good movie. And I mean, if you, if you care, you should go watch it, but like, you know, things happen, they win. Um, magic happens, but it's really just kind of an afterthought. It seems more of like a, it seemed to kind of unnecessary. The, the Vegas magic 
in any movie. Yeah. And, you know, then they move and they move to this new little garden area and everyone kind of just lives happily ever after. The crow, Jeremy, uh, gets a girlfriend and... Which is something he has been pining for the entire film. He's always asking Miss Frisbee for lady tips and she's usually just like lying to him to get rid of him. Yeah, she's usually like, I just miss my husband. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but... Also, what's what's going on with this Justin guy? Yeah, right. Also, also all the rats have normal names, which is funny to me. <laughs> they do. I mean, they they reach that next level of sentience. That's when you start having first names. Yeah, but that's big, and then well, they have last names too. I don't know why that came. Oh, at least Mrs. Brisby has a last name. Yeah, Mrs. Brisby. Yeah, yeah. The name names don't make sense. You only have to think about it. You only have to think about it. I don't, yeah, it, it, exactly. It's just like I don't care. But it and what, like I said, we'll get to the problems. But overall, that's basically the movie. And I mean, for a kids' movie from yeah. I think like 1983 or 1982 or something. 82. Solid. And it you can tell that when this movie was made. And I'm not oh, saying yeah. that in like a bad way. There's a certain style of animated movies that were made in that kind of era um everything was taken a hundred percent seriously there wasn't like even the comic relief is taken seriously you're like okay okay yeah yeah uh everything's super dramatic um if at any point like you know uh christopher what's god now i can't remember any of their names god the guy who played saruman oh christopher guess lee Lee. I think it's Christopher Lee. Lee, Lee you're yeah. right. If if Christopher Lee just showed up like voicing an old wise fox, you'd be like, yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not taken out. I'm completely immersed still. Yeah. And Ian, um, something else that does like these that a lot of old movies do is that they're snappy. Uh, they they don't waste their time. <laughs> uh, like there was one you know, scene in particular goes. where so it went from. The great owl saying, hey, you need to go talk to the rats of Nim. The next scene, she's going to talk to the rats of Nim. And I was thinking, if this was made today, she would have gone home first and probably like talked to her kids about going to go see the rats of Nim and then gone to see the rats of Nim. No, yeah, exactly. Did no, not waste it's, just like, it's just transition, rats of Nim. Yep. <laughs> um, the they animation, make great use of their time. They do. Absolutely. Um, it's None of it feels slow, really. At least not to me. No, no, no. no. It's really good. Um, and it's only 82 minutes, too. I looked yeah. that up. I was like, oh, it's just a comparatively short movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the animation. I mean, Don Bluth shines through in this one. I just, mm-hmm. God, it was gorgeous. And, like, the, the scene where the magic is happening, like, the, the magic doesn't make sense, but it's beautiful it's oh yeah it's fucking gorgeous (laughs) this movie has that it's it's one of those things where you don't you won't know what i'm talking about until you see it but it is so crisp and nice but at the same time just feels warm and like the animation feels like a nice warm hug um it's calming but at the same time you're like if something crazy happened you'd be freaking out like any any emotion that they're trying to convey they can convey it in this style of animation. I don't know what it is about it, and I don't know why people have stopped using it, but I'm pretty sure it's just because it takes a billion years. <laughs> and like, ah, we gotta, we gotta make some money quick. Yeah, it, it takes a lot more care to, yeah. to put into your animation, and yeah, like you said, it, you just feel it. You feel it in every frame of it. Um, like, I mean, what? Well, the scene. There's, you know, the scene towards the end when the magic is needed and uh, Mrs. Brisby's house sinks into the mud and she's like anguish in anguish because all of her children mm-hmm. are in there drowning. Uh, yeah. It, it, you, you see it on her face. Like you can, like yeah. it's an animation. Now, you know, they can do that pretty well with 3D as well. But this hand-drawn animation, you see every ounce of heartbreak like come across her. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of, uh, I think it's called Fantasia, that Mickey Mouse movie where he's like the wizard. 
Yes. There was especially during that magic scene, like there was just a lot of like bubbling shit and over the top sparklers and stuff. And I was like, that's that looks cool. I don't I don't understand why you're here, Magic, but I appreciate you. I mean, we we uh talked about it in the Titan A episode, but yeah, Don Bluth was from that original school of animators from Disney. So I'm sure he he had some hand in in some of that. <laughs> yeah. He, and he he's he he did what he could and then he was like all right i'm out and i'm gonna do it my way and one quick thing to point out a little nerd out here uh the there's a scene where nicodemus nicodemus is just like a magical old rat um just Mm -hmm. uses magic willy-nilly so he has a magic staff i presume it's magic because at one point he stands up and then the, the staff flashes white and then it goes to his hand that exact kind of animation is what uh, Don Bluth used in games like Space Ace and Dragon's Lair. Because in those games, essentially, you'd be like at a bridge and there's an axe swinging. And then you have to move the joystick at just the right time when, this, when the other side turns white, starts to blink white, and then you go. And it's that exact yeah, animation of, of blinking white. I know you, pro- you, don't, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but someone out there will. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't catch that, but I'm sure someone because I, I didn't play those games. I'm sure someone's like freaking out the the two people that are watching. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I I loved I love this style of animation, and um, it's it's very consistent. I mean, I would say of the Don Bluth movies I've seen, not to go back to just shitting on Titan AE, but Titan AE is definitely like the worst animated one in my opinion and that one still it looks pretty nice honestly still yeah uh, and i was talking about over the weekend you know since it was like the last don bluth film it was mm-hmm. it's probably just like his production company he's probably like super old and barely had anything to do with it probably has something to do with the lack of magic not yeah. actual magic but you know movie magic yeah um did you know that there was a sequel to this movie oh i know that Don't he watch wasn't it. that that he well, he wasn't involved in it. I'd never known about this the sequel. I knew about the original movie. I didn't know about the sequel. When I was looking up stuff after watching this movie, I saw that there was a sequel. Clicked on it because I was curious. Saw the cover art for the sequel. Immediately decided I'm not going to watch this sequel. It looks, it looks not good. And Don Bluth, from what I understand, was not involved in it. This is a direct to video. Um, sequel which is not always bad but ooh, doggy does this yeah. look not good <laughs> yeah it's it's a stinker it, and so the, the second one i'll just like it was super quick uh mrs brisby uh she has four kids yes four kids two girls yeah. two boys uh timmy is the very sick one the other one is martin he's just kind of a brat in the first one but he's he's a kid the second yeah. one Martin is an evil villain who's like taken over the new rat city and Timmy has to stop him. What? I didn't. I, how did that? How did we get here? <laughs> Who knows? I, I know rats don't live that long, but it seems pretty like it seems a pretty quick jump in Martin's life. Yeah. And also Mrs. Brisby looks awful in it. Just like they, they like put her in like a full dress and it's like, yo, she was just a mouse in a cape. She like she's not gonna be wearing a dress. Give me, give yeah. Me here. Somehow, somehow, when you put like cutesy animals in more clothes, it makes them feel more naked than it, when they were just wearing like a vest. Seriously, seriously, because then yeah. like then they can't take any of that off. Whereas in this first one, Mrs. Brisby takes off her cape, does not feel like she's naked. Looks like she looks. Oh, like I thought a she mouse. was naked the whole time. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Mrs. Brisby, what are you trying to get into? There's a slow, I, I hear lot, lot of slow motion going on. Yeah. <laughs> Here, you're available. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, uh, won't be watching it because these books were made, these movies were based off books. And I guess the sequel, they didn't even bother to use the already made sequel book as reference they were just like "Ah, whatever 
Yeah, I didn't get I didn't go past the first book, uh, but I so I, I have a another fond family memory of uh my because I was obsessed with this movie as a child. Also got pet rats as a kid. So I just really liked rats. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad would read like a chapter a night of the of the book is called Mrs. Frisbee in the Rats of Nim, not Mrs. Brisbee. Yeah. Any idea why they changed that? I, I couldn't find a reason. I have no idea. Uh, maybe it just sounds better. Maybe they're like kids were going to get confused that she's the name of a Frisbee. I don't know. That's dumb. Okay. I mean, it's I fine, know. but it just, it just seems like an unnecessary change. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But yeah, like we said, the names really don't matter. <laughs> yeah. Nothing matters. <laughs> yeah. And so the voice acting. Let's talk about the voice acting because 1982, this is before people like went on to really be like full voice actors. I mean, like there were people like Don, yeah. Dom DeLuise, pretty much mostly a voice actor. Yeah. But uh, like the people that were in this, they, they were like traditional actors. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it, it, um, it, it came through in their performance in a really good way. Yeah, not not like today. Another thing that's different, but like today, like we were talking about with Titan AE, it doesn't always translate when one of our traditional actors you know, decides to go into animation and do voice acting. But you know, maybe something about the being theatrically trained. Yeah, there's a difference, I think, because um, I, I won't, you know, claim to be some sort of expert on this. I know nothing and I don't claim to know anything more than that. Um, I think theatrically trained actors who do, you know, they do movies, but a lot of their like passion is like theater and the play. Trans, you know, transition to voice acting without, without hesitation. It's so easy for them because they already know that they have to project they already know that they have to they have to say their lines so that people can hear them that might not even be able to see them from so far away and they have this presence that that normal like a normal actor just doesn't have totally and you know i mean along with the projecting they have to be able to emote and make you feel everything yeah. while projecting yeah, because if you're in the shitty seats in the back of the theater, you can't see what the guy's face looks like. No. You know, that... unless you have those cool little tiny binoculars on sticks. <laughs> I've only um, I've only uh, had those once in the theater, uh, which was pretty. I've cool. never seen those in real life. They don't they don't exist as a as a real concept. I'm pretty sure they're a made up <laughs> a made up thing. But I I think that goes back to what I said when I was like. Back in the day, they these movies were taken super seriously, and these voice actors they gave it their all. Um, if you hadn't told me, like, it, it's like they didn't know that this was an animated movie for children. You know what I mean? They could have easily have just been doing like Shakespeare, and they would have given the same exact. They would have given the same exact levels of performances. Like they 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 cared, especially the guy who did. Um, is it, no is it John? is it it's Carradine I forget what his first name is John Carradine um, he did the great owl oh yeah he yeah, did yeah the great owl uh he he's in the movie for like five six minutes and he's just like nope these are my scenes now yeah he he leaves a fucking mark I don't know what they paid him but he earned that paycheck or they didn't pay him enough. Those are the only options. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the Lee of the Stone. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That part is good. The, the, this is good. And then, what was it in Titan A? Was it Mark Wahlberg who did the voice? And it's like, no, no, uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Same guy. <laughs> Same guy. Let's not pretend that they're different people. Same guy. I've seen a lot of Matt Damon movies. I've seen a lot of Mark Wahlberg movies. They're they're good actors when they're given good projects. Shouldn't be voice acting. No. No, no, no. No. Unless he's uh, gotten better. Maybe. I know he was like from what 2000 or something. Like maybe 
Yeah, he he was still pretty young. Yeah. Who knows though? I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Um. So yeah, with Secret of Nim, there's no real secret. I'm I'm not sure why they changed the title. Also, it's, I guess it makes it sound cool, but like there is. No it makes secret. it sound way more dramatic. Yeah. They reveal the secret. <laughs> there's no secret. It's not even like a hidden it's not secret. secret. Yeah. Like, I think they say what Nim is in like the first ten minutes. They do, uh, because the farmer and his wife are talking about it. Like, oh, the people from the National Institute for Mental Mental Health, and it's like, oh, so they were probably lab rats. Yeah, exactly. And it's like <laughs> an offhand comment, like, because she's like talking to him, and he's just like, "I'm busy, Ellen. Leave me alone." She's like, "The Institute." <laughs> I have to wake up in the morning. <laughs> I do too, honey. <laughs> yeah. We are on a farm. That's all we do. But yeah, oh. no, they, I don't know. There's no secret. Yeah, there's no secret. It's just, here's what Nim is and go. Uh, let's talk about a really annoying character. Uh, so it's not Jeremy. I love Jeremy. He's he's a dumbass, but I love him. Uh, but yeah. Auntie Shrew. I think Auntie Shrew is funny. No, I, I think she's funny. But like the first scene, her introduction scene, she just comes in. First, first thing at their house, she's like, Brisby? Brisby? Yeah. And she's just yelling. And, and, then she, and then she falls down a flight of stairs. She is. You think Jeremy would be the comic relief? It's Auntie Shrew. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy is the underdog. Auntie Shrew is the comic relief. Yeah, you're rooting for Jeremy to find true love. You're rooting for Auntie Shrew to fall down more stairs. <laughs> she has to be okay, but I want her to fall more. Yeah, and she does get knocked out in the end when everyone's drowning. She gets knocked out, and then we don't hear about her again. So we, you do see her at the end, so you know that she survives. N- but I'm talking about like during when everyone's yeah. drowning, like no one's worried about Auntie Shrew. No, no, and yeah, How yeah. The, the, the mud, like they show the mud get up pretty high, and she was like off in the corner. Yeah, and what about what about Timothy, the pneumonia, pa- the 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 rat little <laughs> mouse guy with pneumonia that can't move out of bed? Like, how did he survive that mud? Um. I would hope the bed floats. Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe he was just like at the tippy top and he was just like, he was like, oh, am I just delirious? <laughs> he slept through it. <laughs> yeah, he slept through it. I mean, that's why he was so angry at the end where he's like, just guys, let me out. He's just, <laughs> he, he has no idea what happened. He doesn't even know that their house moved. Yeah, he, he doesn't know what anyone went through. I mean, he slept through the tractor when it was coming and it was like a couple feet from their house. Yeah, and then the entire place when you're our size. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, let's talk about the, the, I really love the scene, the tractor scene. Uh, the, the tractor starts up and it's like, oh no, it's moving day. So for the, for the farmer, it's the first day of the season, but for the animals, it was time to move and find new homes for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it shows the whole thing. That would be a normal part of a farmer's life, but it shows the whole thing from the animal's perspective, of course. And it just shows all these animals just like scurrying and it shows rabbits stamping their feet to like give warning to the animals that are underground and everyone's just clearing out. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's a super cool scene. And then the hero of the day, the animal that's able to stop the tractor is our beloved Auntie Shrew. Uh, the Mrs. Brisby goes up to to try and do something, and then she she falls at one point, and then she goes into the field position, doesn't do anything the rest of the time. Mrs. Brisby is a very believable character. She is. She's just a she's just a mom. Yeah, and and she you see her tremble all the time throughout the movie. She is trembling, and but like she still moves forward. I mean, I guess that's probably the over overall message of the story. You know, just. Yeah. Courage. Every time, so- every time something's suggested to her, she's like, "Oh my god, no!" Yeah, like, you got to go to the you got to go to the great owl. And she's like, "Owls eat mice." What? No, you got to go. He's like, "All right, but 
You got to yeah. go see Nicodemus and the rats. I don't want to. You have to. Okay. Which is funny because like it's kind of like she's going against all natural mouse instincts, which yeah. uh, which uh, you know she's being a good mom. She's just trying mm-hmm. trying to save that Timmy boy. Was Timmy worth it? Who knows? Well, he ended up. I didn't watch. I didn't watch a sequel. Well, he. I'll, I'll spoil it for you. He ends up stopping his evil brother. So wow. maybe it was wow. worth it. He saved the rat city. Yeah, but he's a mouse. He shouldn't care. Yeah, that's true. He should have been apathetic. Yeah, but like, ew, rats. They're just stealing our homes. <laughs> Let it burn. Yeah. <laughs> mouse, mouse is for life. Yeah. <laughs> Turns around, he has like a leather jacket on. It just got little faces, <laughs> little mices on it. Spikes on the shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, a scene, a scene that I thought was nice but really confusing was the scene where she's escaping from the the cage. Why did that take so long? Not why did it take so long for her to escape, but like she's she did the same thing over and over again and like her head was above water when she was like trying to get to the other side why did she just keep leaving i don't i never understood that did that make sense to you was i missing Uh, something i think like you know a classic mom i think her her big old fat ass was stopping her from getting out (laughs) like i i think legitimately her back end couldn't fit out so she was like i have to kick it out a bit more but then push the whole thing out yeah weird but yeah uh I, I like that scene and that scene always i remember that scene freaking me out as a kid uh, of all the scenes in this movie just because of the part where she's twisting the wire and then it, uh, it, it twists back and it cuts her arm open i don't know why but i was always just like oh man what no a lot of blood in this movie yeah for being g and there was a rat that said damn but it was like 1982, so I feel like that was okay back then, right? They didn't care. Yeah, no. People just let their kids wander the street smoking cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes, fighting owls, and being rat kings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Let, let's talk about the villain, I guess, a bit. Uh, the villain is... Which one? Let's talk about Jenner. Okay, I, I think Jenner is the main villain of this story. Yeah. I th- Nim, I guess, is an overarching threat, but they're not a villain. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So Jenner, we get introduced. He's he's a political dude, very ambitious, and mm-hmm. um, and he's the one that decides the rats are going to help the Brisbees move their home. But in reality, he's like when the construction is happening, when they're moving everything, we're going to cut the ropes and everything will fall on top of Nicodemus, which like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how he like knew all those things would happen. Like that Nicodemus would show up to like, to oversee construction. Yeah. The dude's an old rat. He might not show up. He might send someone. (laughs) He was was betting on a lot. Yeah. it's a lot of convenient things that allowed this plan to occur. Um, but once again, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Is, it's a kid's movie. Like, it, it doesn't have to be too complicated. It's essentially just a bunch of the rats wanting to move to a place that's safer. And philosophically, these rats have started to feel guilty about stealing electricity from the farmer. So they want to move somewhere else and produce their own electricity because they are not thieves. And gender is not about that. He's like, we have a great life here. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Jenner, Jenner loves, he's very insular. He's like, no, no, things are fine as they are. Um, if we leave, I might not be in power anymore is probably what the real reason is, you know? Like, I've got a pretty, I've got a pretty sweet gig here. I'm a ra- let's ride it out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there there is a great scene. So uh, Jenner has a little lackey who's just like mm-hmm. his little bitch boy that just sort of agrees with him on the subjects that uh, are that they're talking about, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have the same conviction. 
as him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's a scene where he's talking to him, and I really I really like the scene because uh, the dude's like, "No, we can't kill Nicodemus. What are you talking about, Jenner?" And he's like, "They've really taken all the animal out of you." And I I love that scene because you know all they've gotten intelligence, like you know they're philosophizing about the morality yeah. of stealing electricity at that point which is cool so it it's cool that he's like come on dude just be a rat for a second yeah <laughs> a rat. yeah oh man oh rat and, people and, and jenner is also he's a he's a fucking stupid stupid guy because there is a part where he's like he's like we'll 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 keep stealing the electricity and they're like yeah but what if they catch us and he's like then we'll kill the farmers and, and they're like well that will mean war and he's like we can take them and it's like uh dude it was tiny little rat sword like this big yeah he's very he he's very built up to be like this um this this strong man dictator type you know what i mean yeah who who's who says a lot of things and acts tough in real life not very and none of his plans are very well thought out and he's not really looking at the bigger picture he's just looking at what is convenient for him right now yeah absolutely absolutely and um and another thing i feel i feel like the main point of the story as we touched on what is you know being courageous fighting for the things you love and care about noble things but i think the um i don't know i don't know what to call it but like the, the little underlying current of what yeah. was happening um i feel like there was a there was such a heavy message of anti uh testing on animals i yeah there was but at the same time i feel like it was glossed over really quickly because they had that like super they had that like graphic scene of all the animals getting tested when he's like explaining their backstory but then at like then they're like and now we're super intelligent rats and I'm just like, kind of, kind of seems like you got a, you guys got a good deal out of this, but like, that's, you know, it, it worked out for them. But I, there are like references to like them talking about how Nim was an awful place and the the horror, yeah. the horrors experienced there, and you know, Jonathan Brisby saved them from that, blah blah blah. So like, there there are references, and the rats that were there, you know, they they remember. And they, it, uh, yeah, I just think it's not given like for a a movie called secret of nim nim's not given a lot of play that's yeah yeah that's true yeah i think they just they need to keep nim in the in the title because the the book series entirely is like nim 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 the rats of nim Nim, 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 nim. (laughs) i mean it was fine uh it it, it was i used and i think enough it's just like I don't know. The title doesn't really fit the the end the end result, in my opinion. No, I I, I agree. Um, I think yeah. it would have been perfectly fine to just have Mrs. Brisby or Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. Yeah, but I do understand that when you're making a movie, that might not be something that someone goes to see. Yeah, at least yeah. not 1982. I don't know. No, I I could see that they'd be like. That movie has rats in the title. Yeah, this is a this kids is movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And it, and another thing that just that just doesn't make sense to me is: are all the animals that are in the movie, other than the cat, so like all the animals that can talk, are they all products of Nim's experimentation? So yeah, I had the thought too, because in the flashback scene, like the rats are running, they're street rats, he says, uh, Nicodemus says, mm-hmm. and, and then they're running and they look like normal rats, but it's just a flashback. So like they, they were running, we don't know, maybe they, they can talk. It's just like mm-hmm. they couldn't understand written language before. They couldn't think on a higher level because I, because Mrs. Brisby, she, it's, it does say in there, like she did not have the serum because Nicodemus is like, hey, you know, if Jonathan had lived, the serum like slowed down aging. He would have 
outlived you by a lot. Like you would have grown old while he still looked young. So yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Brisby's able to speak. She does not have the injection or or was experimented on. Um, but she knows how to read though, because Jonathan taught her how to read. Yeah, I, he he did teach her how to read some. I think that's something you just have to not think hard about. Uh, it's, again, it's exactly it's yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I I wouldn't care if there wasn't if they if there wasn't an almost explanation. Yeah. So if it if it hadn't been for like oh these this group of people these little rats over here they got a serum that made them super smart and that's why they're like this. So now it just begs the question. Okay, well, where how how's Auntie Shrew know all this stuff? How did Jeremy get this? How does Jeremy able to talk and be somewhat intelligent? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, all the animals are able to talk, except maybe dragon. That's a bit unclear. The cat. Yeah, the, the cat. Yeah. The, there's a cat named Dragon. Uh, that he's kind of a villain, but not really. He, he's a bad guy for like five minutes in the beginning, and then he just he's just not really a problem. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a lazy cat. All the time. Yeah, yeah, he's just sleeping all the time. Which is, which is funny because you know the animals would probably mythologize the 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 barn cat. Yeah, well, I mean, dragon's the one that killed Jonathan yeah. Brisby. Killed Jonathan Brisby, and I think I think he also is the reason that um, what is his name, Mister Aegis or Mister Agus or something? Mm. The old, the other old rat that like that like is the doctor or the scientist type that old, she goes to in the beginning. yeah um i think he's they said that he broke his leg because he was trying to trying to sneak some drugs to dragon so like dragon is a problem but we just don't not see really it. yeah not yeah not really like on screen and not really as far as this story is concerned yeah yeah, and I think like that's that's the last uh, discussion of all the threats. Like, uh, I love this movie so much that like yeah. my my nostalgia blinders could definitely be blinding me, but it's beautiful. You just have to not think because like I I, I mean yeah, yeah. you you say that, but like you just have to not think too hard. Everything makes no, sense. I, it, it connects. Yeah. It's just like yeah, there there are layers you don't want to dig too deep into. Yeah, no, the, the problems that I have don't affect my judgment of the movie. It's just like, why'd you guys do that? You know what I mean? Like, mm. how, wh- wh- why, wh- why is this like that? You know what I mean? But I don't really care. Just like with, with magic being a thing, like it's never explained how magic is a thing. Because you'd think this would be a story all about science, you know? Yeah. Um, and that any any sort of magic would just be science that the rats don't understand but no there's actually just there's actually just magic nicodemus is just like a warlock or something like yeah yeah no, it, they never a, give you he's got like a magic mirror that he sees people through like yeah he has a, he has a magic mirror he, he's he's a full-on warlock and is, is completely juxtaposed juxtaposed i can't say it juxtaposed I, it was Juxtapose. The word you're looking for is juxtapose. Juxtapose. Yeah, you said it right the first. I don't know why I'm doing that. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was I even saying? <laughs> I <punctured> <laughs> um, yeah, so everything that he's doing is juxtaposed to the rats, <laughs> like all the other rats. Like they're all like tech based, it seems, and electricity. Yeah. And I, I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like whatever, <laughs> but it, it just begs the question of like, well, wait, why, how? But who cares, honestly? Yeah, and cares? I didn't re- I didn't read the book, so I don't know. Maybe it's I, I don't remember. I honestly, uh, I remember the movie much more than I remember anything about the book. So, what would you say would be your favorite part of this movie, animation wise, and then story wise? My favorite part of the movie animation wise is the flashback scene um, where the rats are getting like experimented on and like they inject, they inject the rat, like unknown rat name, you know what I mean? Whoever that rat might've ended up being. And it's like 
you know what I mean? Seeing him like transform from normal rat into rat man, hyper intelligent rat. I just thought that was cool. And it just reminded me of uh, like, like old timey superhero movies, like the, the incredible Hulk show. And so for some reason, you know what I mean? Where it was just like this terrible, terrible thing that you're watching, but at the same time, you're like, that's kind of cool yeah <laughs> but i that i i like that a lot just because it was weird to see all these rats because every every all these characters are anthropomorphized and it was like well oh, oh i guess they were all just just normal ass rats at one point just doing rat boy things ratchet rat boys just ratchet rat boys <laughs> i'm stealing that name for a cover band now <laughs> Uh, so that was animation and story then, or? That was animation. I think story, I mean, I, I did like the the storyline of that kind of scene, but I think the story section that I liked the most was after Mrs. Brisby comes back from the farmhouse and is trying to tell the rats that they need to leave immediately because in the morning, they're like the, the name is going to come and bulldoze everything and there's like struggle between her jenner and jeremy of no 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 no. she's crazy she's hysterical listen to me and then they have that little rat sword fight which um i don't know it it wasn't over the top you know what i mean like i could tell that they were like trying to make this like a real moment and i don't know it was just cool it was uh it was well acted i think and it was there's a lot of tension especially since people were just getting cut and like a rat died at one point you know what i mean i liked it i I thought that was a great climax to the to the story so i actually so we are agreeing on the same story point then you know it's a climax so it is what everything's building towards but uh to take yours a bit further specifically i i love the scene uh so jenner's pretty much been defeated he got stabbed in the fucking gut and uh yeah. and then justin gets up and he's like okay so even though jenner is still very much alive i'm going to start giving my victory speech he throws a sword away <laughs> he throws his sword and starts giving a victory speech and he's like yeah. we're going to move today and we'll leave no trace that we were ever in the rose bush um and then as he's giving the speech jenner is climbing a rock but behind him and he lifts his sword up it looks like he's gonna like I guess jump down on top of him and like just completely gut Justin, but yeah. in the last moment, um, Jenner's little lackey bitch dude, he uh, he takes out a throwing knife and just tosses it into the into Jenner's back and he falls to his death. And I guess we should say just before this, just like a minute before Jenner had slashed his little lackey. Because the lackey was like, hey, you've gone too yeah. far. Yeah. And I think he, he I, you might have said this, but I think he, doesn't he die like right afterwards? Yeah, yeah. The, the, lackey. La- the lackey, he throws the knife and then dies. Yeah. Nice so. little redemption for that guy. He didn't yeah. seem like he was a bad guy the whole time. Just kind of listening to the wrong person and kind of gotten it over his head. Yeah, he was just like, he... He agreed with the political beliefs of staying in the in the rosebush, and he, mm-hmm. he was willing to protect those beliefs, but not mm-hmm. to the same ends that uh, not to the same point that uh, Jenner was. What, what was that? he had a name right, like Sully or something? Sullivan. He had something. I always forget that dude's name. No, not not very important. No. Uh, that was round, cool. I, I, I love that scene. Yeah, brown shirt rat again. <laughs> brown shirt rat number two. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, I love this movie. I give it, I'll give it my first. Nah, I'm not going to give it 10 out of 10. I'll give it 9.5 out of 10. Though. I'll give it a nine. It was a good movie. It held my attention. Um, animation, beautiful. It was so, it felt way more over, not I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to say this. Like not over the top. Like it felt more epic than it had any reason to be because it's not that complicated of a story. No, it's not. And oh, 
sorry, I didn't say my favorite animated part, which mm-hmm. lends itself to what you just said. Um, it's the epic scene where the magic happens and she uses the amulet to to lift her home out of the mud and the mud starts to bubble and, and there's uh, like spurts of flame shooting out of the ropes. It's just gorgeous. Every, every frame nice. of it. And, and it's super epic. When it's just like it's a center block being lifted out of some mud, but it's yeah. just like it's so epic. You you could tell that like there was a lot of care put into this movie and into the animations, and there were at times I felt like they were showing off like, hey, look what we can do, look how cool we can make things, and that scene was definitely one of the times where they were like, no 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 no, here is where here's where the money's gonna go real quick. Yeah, <laughs> just like hey hey Disney keep this. Yeah. <laughs> Look check out our mouse movie, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been another episode of That Cartoon Podcast. Hi everyone. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what we have going on, please subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at That Cartoon Podcast. Here, you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights. If you have any film suggestions, let us know on any of these platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.